to the podcast. My name is Brando, Appetite for Distortion. This is episode 174. It is uh, it is something else because it's 174 episodes in and we have a couple of returning guests. But the, the first thing is, uh, the first person I want to introduce, I think it was episode 11. So I'm going back at least a couple years wow. now. Vicki Hamilton. Yeah. Thank you so much. For, for coming oh, back on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You know, it's... Good to be back. I mean, Appetite for Dysfunction, that's what we were talking about at the time we were, with your new book. And, it, you know, thankfully you didn't have a podcast by the same name because that might have been confusing. Yeah, that that would have been a problem for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're going to catch up, of course, everything that you're doing now. We're, we're friends on Facebook and I see how busy you are. So we're going to catch up on everything that you have going on. Uh, but before we do, I want to bring back a former co-host, and also she did the the fan obsession segment that we do. I believe it was uh, the episode uh, with Mike Levine from Triumph. She was on the fan obsession where you talk about yourself and how G- what GNR means to you, and then she was the co-host with Jimmy Webb because Jimmy uh, his store I Need More has a bunch of Lee Williams who's skyping in from the UK. Her, her art and her clothing so, uh, selling in her store here in New York City. So, Lee, thank you so much for coming back on the show as well. Always a pleasure. Always. And I appreciate you setting this up as well. I mean, I've wanted to talk to, to Vicky again. I mean, she's has a worthy point of view. She's always busy. And and just like I tell all my listeners, if you want to play kind of like producer Did for you me, hear that we're doing a book together, me and Lee? You told me that off the air, and that's probably the first thing that I want to ask. And the reason why you, you both are paired today in this episode is, is you guys are working together. So please tell me about this project that you two are doing together. Very exciting. Well, I don't want to reveal too much, but um, sure. it's sort of about how you become a rock star, and Lee is going to illustrate it. It's going to be a fun book. Kind of a helpful guide in how to do it, but yet funny and sort of a Comic-Con-y kind of way. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so is it going to be like true? Is it going to be like a story or like a hot, like a how-to guide, like a survival guide on how to be a rock? Well, they're, they're, it's fictionalized, okay. but it's real information, you know. Got to do something with this, like, 35 years of raising baby bands, right? <laughs> so what are the, some of the stuff that we're, I mean, again, I know it's, you know, in the early stages of it, we don't do, want to do spoilers. But, you know, is it kind of like a fictionalized story of, like, how this person, this uh, character launched? Or is it going to be like a list? You know, first you got to rip up your jeans. Then you got to get safety pins. Then you got to, you know, do drugs for a while, then go to rehab. Like, what is, is there a list? Like, how do we, how do we learn to be <laughs> no, a, a rock star? No, it's not like really a list, but it is a story of how it, how it happens. And, you know, it's a fictional band, so. 
Okay. Going to follow follow them through the story. So. And, and I don't know. Do you want to add anything else, Lee? Well, I was going to say, I think both of us are coming at it with this, this, the, the principle and the story remains the same, but we both have very different experiences over our 20, well, 20 plus years for me as a fan and Vicky as the insider. So we're both bringing aspects to the same story that the other wouldn't have necessarily seen, but equally as fans of music, bringing it together, I think it's, it's, it's a real fun creative opportunity that I think both of us are going to have a great deal of fun with because of everything we do do is very commercialized. It can be very straight. It can be very high pressured. Um, this is an opportunity to kind of let loose and go to town and have a little bit of fun and just put a little injection of personality into it as well. And I don't think it's anything that's been done before. So I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a really really good ride. Yeah, I think it'll be great. It's um, after doing a memoir, it's like working fictional characters is a lot of fun because you can go everywhere with them. Right. <laughs> you don't right. have to worry about hurting anybody's feelings. You uh, know. Exactly. So, and you, yeah. And you two are the perfect team for this uh if for those who are unfamiliar with vicky's work i mean you can she has a lot on her resume but perhaps most notably she was the first manager of guns and roses she she found poison she was there she was in the hub of of that time period finding these bands which she's still doing and lee if you remember the episodes that she was on like her art is is second to none just beautiful paintings of uh, of Lemmy and Slash and Axel, and which you either obviously make a an, a piece of art, like a painting of, or you turn it into clothing. So the, the talent yeah. that both of you bring and the experience, I guess that's probably the best word to say, that both of you bring, uh, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. I mean, it, whether it was funny or an actual how-to guide to be a rock star, because... I gotta, you know, I'd be lying to say if I haven't. I've been trying to be a rock star for thirty six years now. We all want to try <laughs> and make it. Yeah, we all want a little bit of that from a fan's point of view. Everybody wants to be, you know, if you're into rock and roll, deep down, you know, you you could you could be an accountant, but deep down, if you're a fan of rock and roll, wouldn't you want to be in rock and roll? And I think this is kind of giving people something a little bit more than just that being a fan. It's something you can buy, even if you've got no intention of actually being a rock star. It's a little bit of self-indulgent that we all kind of grew up with. And for me, when Vicky was talking about this for the very first time, it was like going back to being that 15-year-old, well, God, imagine this could be it. This is what, you know, it, it, this, this for me would be like, this is like living a fancy or opportunity to actually live a fantasy when you know from when I was younger so there was absolutely no way I wasn't going to do this this is kind of like almost I guess rewriting a history book I'll never actually get to live it but I'll get to live it through doing this book and that's you know what an opportunity you're going to live it like Bastion lives it in uh, The NeverEnding Story you get immersed in the book and your your brain takes you where it needs to go were there yeah. were there any specific um, Vicky? Were there any specific artists that particularly in, inspired you 
uh, or you based any of these characters on that you say, you know what, that's that's how you do it. You know, this person did it right, or this person had lessons to be learned from. Were there any? No, I think I think they'll all have a little spot in it. You know, the funny stuff, the funny stuff that happened in my life will make the book. You know, um, the lead character is female, so I haven't oh, cool. had a lot of female leads, but it's fun to have a fix, fictional. <laughs> so. I think yeah. that's great. I think that yeah. we we need more of that, especially coming from both of your perspectives of, and you know, coming from what was a male dominated time to you know put a female in the forefront. I think is something else to even look forward to. So when could we expect this? When is it going to come out this year? Does well, it have a title I hope yet? So I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't feel the pressure to like uh, power it through because I did that with my last book and uh, you know. It's better just to take the time and do it right and not book book tours until you know sure. absolutely when it's going to be done. <laughs> totally. You know, Does now that... that I've done a book, I, I like I'm very careful about saying, oh, yeah, it'll be out by. But I'd like to see it in fall so we could, like, you know, do some book signings and stuff in the fall. Cool. You know? Do you have a, a title yet in mind or all of it? We do, but I'm not going to tell you okay. because. <laughs> I haven't registered it yet. So. Ah, <laughs> I totally understand. Even yeah. If, okay, very cool. Um, and while you are you have so much experience, and which people, if they haven't read yet, again, uh, Appetite for Dysfunction is the name of your, your autobiography. But, you know, you're still using your expertise, expertise now, not just for writing books, but for still managing. So you have Dark Spark Records. Right, that's your new label. No, it's Dark Spark Music. It kind of encompasses. Um, I have a record label through um, the Orchard um, slash Sony, and um, I manage four acts. And um, I have this record company, and I do a lot of consulting. So um, it's all sort of under that umbrella. But um, if you wanted to pick up my book, you can get it at vickihamilton.com. Um, and also there's links to, you know, the record label as well. Still kind of working on those websites. They're a work in progress. You know, it's uh, always a work of progress, I guess. <laughs> but I'm not completely happy with it yet, so I'm still working on it. Understood. <laughs> yeah. You know, tell me about, and, and I, I hope, I think you will find this funny, because, again, we, uh, we're Facebook friends, which I know, I don't know what that even means in, in today's day and age, but we're connected and I see your posts and everything. And I always see in my timeline, Vicky surrounded by just really handsome men. And That's how life should be, uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know, who, who tell us about the bands, because I'm sure they're more than just uh, um, you know pretty phases. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, I've recently had Lovely World out here. They're, you know, 21 to 23, and they're all very cute. And um, they made a demo with Rick Parker that's phenomenal, and a lot of industry people are taking notice. And, um, you know, it feels a little like how Guns N' Roses felt when I was, like, shopping them, you know, where all the industry people are sort of coming and checking them out and standing there and, Everybody's got an opinion, and then, of course, all the snakes and sharks start coming out. And, uh, 
Yeah, we're going to do a showcase April 9th at um, the Cutting Room in New York City, and that will be along with um, Tender Beats, who are from Brooklyn, New York. And they'll be putting out a track in, I think, the next five weeks. I'm waiting to hear the final. Um, Lovely World has a new track out called The Edge of Time that's doing very well and a beautiful video. If you haven't seen the video, you should. Um, And then also playing is a band called High from um, H-I-G-H from Sydney, Australia. And Azaria and KJ from High used to be in a band called The Art that I managed. And um, in November, I went to Australia and hung out with them and had, like, the best time ever. And they said they wanted to come to America. So we're putting together some New York showcases and some L.A. showcases. Um, They're playing The Cutting Room on April 9th. And... uh, Bar Sinister, I believe, is April 18th, whatever the Saturday is in um, April. And uh, I have Damien Sage, and uh, he's a great singer-songwriter. And he did really well. He's, you know, done 30,000 streams on his last single. And he just got the title track to a um, TV series that's being shot called Union Town. And we're putting that out in a couple of weeks as well. It's like almost like a Bruce Springsteen type of track. It's really good. Um, <clears throat> and then I have the Holy Knives from San Antonio, Texas, and they um, have been putting out a track a month. And they've just done a remix with Jamie Hintz from The Kills of one of their songs, and we'll be putting that out this spring too. So you know, a lot of exciting stuff going on. And a lot of new projects flying at me at the same time, too. So, you know, those are kind of my staples, but there's a lot of revolving parts. Sure. I guess that's what I want to say. <laughs> is the best place, I guess, to keep track of those bands that you all mentioned, uh, darksparkmusic.com? Well, in theory. Um, okay. that, 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 that's the website that I'm kind of working on still. Okay. And, you know, vickihamilton.com is connected, and I think, Ultimately, it's all going to be one thing, but, you know, I just started working with a new web guy today, so it's like I'm not really sure how it's going to be. What happened just there? I must have an email open. I I usually press uh, sound bites (laughs) and stuff like that, but uh, I only play a sound bite now just so you know I'm not crazy. Oh, Axel. See, I usually have a bunch of sound bites, but I must have my (laughs) – I thought I closed all the tabs because I'm playing – you know, Lee's Skype off my... I'm usually more professional than that. I'm sorry. Uh, well, it sounded a little like an angel got their wings, so I was like, okay, what is that? <laughs> no, that's... Critical moment there. Do you know what? Somebody was incoming and listening in. Maybe that's what it was. I know. It's the FBI. Someone get the FBI. No, I, I just X'd out of it now. That's all it was, Like. You know, my, right, my, my cool. email open. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. And I'm going to keep this all in because I like the live radio feel of it. So Okay. Just, you know, to show that I'm not as professional as I pretend to be. It You're, makes people like you more when you make mistakes, right? I, I think so. You know, even though <laughs> yeah. I do my best to avoid them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I know your time is, is limited today, and I know and I appreciate uh, the time that you give. With the band, with again, with all your experience, you know, it's all do- documented, and, and I'm sure you can even put out a second autobiography with stuff you left out and putting this fictional book to even get more of your knowledge out there with creating bands, you know, being involved in their lives. I would be remiss if I didn't ask, of course, about 
Guns N' Roses and kind of pick your brain a little bit. Sure. You know, what do you want to talk about? I, I guess I'm I'm curious because a lot of fans are, you know, wondering. I guess we're surprised about this year. I guess a pleasant surprise that it's a stadium tour. You know that it's still going. We still, I guess, really don't know what's uh, going on in the future as far as the band. But if you were, you know, I don't know if you like to play hypotheticals, and if you don't have to respond, uh, if you don't want to, you always say you can always say no comment or past or anything. Sure. Uh, um, what would you do? Is is doing stadiums still? There, there are rumors about that some shows not selling so well. But obviously, this is uh, the not in this lifetime is one of the biggest tours ever. Uh, should they do stadiums? Should they take some time away to create the, the demand? I guess. How do you feel about uh, you know GNR in twenty twenty and, and what they've they've built with this kind of a GNR two for lack of a better way of phrasing it? Well, I think it was like one of the top five grossing tours last year, right? Isn't that? It's correct. I don't know. I, think I, I, I don't know. I'm a little out of the loop with GNR because I'm not with them anymore. No, but, for sure. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, I think they can do whatever they want to do. I mean, they've got a huge fan base, and I'm sure they'll sell great. Um, I have, like, had a few text interactions with Slash recently. He, I sent him Lovely Worlds music, and he really liked it, so that was cool. Um yeah, um, I think they can do whatever they want to do. I mean, they're still kind of at the top of their game, you know. Um, I think Slash recently did something with Ozzy Osbourne as well, and, you know. Yeah, him and... Uh, about Miles Kennedy right. again, or, um, yeah, so why not? Sure. Uh, slash It'd be and, awesome if they got together with, like, Steven and Izzy and, like, really did a reunion. <laughs> right. The yeah. world would just bust. If that actually happened, that would be like, it would be like Jesus coming home. The whole world would implode. Nothing would ever yeah, be the same again. That would definitely be stadium, stadium worthy, you know. Um, oh, it, it would it would change everything. You would have... It would be unlike anything ever experienced. I know in 2017 they were the highest grossing tour for that year. I don't think they hit last year in, in 2018, but I know coming into this year with the new stadium tours and those, they're appearing twice in the UK this year again. You know, we, we love them as much as uh, the rest of the world, but if if they got that original lineup. Oh, do you know what? That blows my. That's like that's like asking yourself, what was there before space? That, <laughs> my mind can't comprehend that ever happening. It would be pretty awesome if they did, and I get why it might not happen. But if it did, it'd be like everybody's fantasy all of a sudden coming true. I mean, how amazing would yeah. that be? I definitely would go check that out. I've I've seen the current tour twice and. I don't think I will go again, but, you know, if it, Izzy and Steven were back, I would go. <laughs> Do you have oh, theories? Do you have your own theories as far as why it hasn't worked out, uh, at least for for one show? Um, I kind of know, but I don't really want to talk about that because it's not my business to really talk about. Understood. Uh, I respect that. Yeah. But I will say this. I recently... 
did a documentary for an English company called Honey Bee, and they're doing a documentary called Inside the Mind of Axl Rose. And I did an interview with them last week in the apartment that I lived in with them. Well, everybody but Duff at one point lived in that apartment. And um, it was really interesting to me. Like a lot of stuff came up that I had completely forgotten. But, you know, they were like really fun guys back in the early days. And I don't know. I just remembered how much I loved Axel. And it like actually kind of broke me at one point. I started crying. Uh (laughs) But um, after three hours of rapid fire questions, that happens to me. But, um, you know. Just being there, like, sort of brought it all back and the fun that we used to have living there and stuff. Um, I just hope they're still having fun with what they're doing, you know? Yeah. I I mean, the optics say yes, that they do. And it's the third, right now, it's the third highest uh, grossing tour of all time. So I guess, like you, you said, they can do whatever they want. It seems to be uh, working. So what else can we can, do? We have time to talk about everything else that we can expect from you, Vicky Hamilton, with everything. That you have. <laughs> Is there? Are you working on a movie in addition to a, a book? And what else? As in, a in, matter of fact, okay. <laughs> well, I'm talking to a lot of production companies, and I came very close to doing a deal with a major actor who had a production company, but in the end, it like fell apart. But. Um, I'm very hopeful that it will come together in the near future, either as a movie or television series. I'm taking meetings in all directions. Um, And I can see it both ways. I mean, I think if it's a real-life thing, it should be a movie. And if it's fictionalized, it should be a TV series. And, you know. Would it be based on on your life or a specific Um, band? Yeah. I mean, you know, probably my book. Okay. Um, or at least that would be the takeoff point. But a show like the 80s, I think, would be phenomenal. In my mind, I see it as sort of a spinal tap meets absolutely fabulous <laughs> with a little bit of um, the marvelous Miss Mabel thrown in, you know. Wow. Like, I was watching that a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is kind of like the comedy version of what I do. Wow, Okay. <laughs> So I think it could be really fun. You know, it really depends on the writers. Like, I'm not a TV writer, but, you know, I've I've had one TV writer do a Bible and a series, you know, a first episode and a breakdown, and um, it could be really good. Wow. No, no, I, I hope so. I think it, it absolutely would be. Uh, it would be really good. And, you know, you were... Uh, if you follow Vicky on social media, you are very opinionated about the dirt, and that took forever to come out. And you know, just take your time, and it, it, it's you know when it would be right. But the fact that you know that idea is floating around, and you and Lee are working on the book, and you're working with all these young and, uh, and upcoming bands, you know, you're you're a busy gal. So I really, again, appreciate you taking the time to speak with me again and coming back on the show. Oh, no problem. It's always a pleasure. And next time when you come to, because you mentioned doing some dates with uh, in New York City with your bands, I would love to have you in studio. Oh, that'd be awesome. Maybe I can bring the bands. I would like love them. it. I would love it. <laughs> um, they're doing uh, <clears throat> April 9th at the Cutting Room, but they're also doing the Knitting Factory that Sunday. So I've got two days in the weekend that aren't booked yet, so maybe we could do something around that. All right. I look forward yeah. to it.
Thank you so yeah, much, Vicki. I'll put a little note in my book to uh, <laughs> call you and uh, make that happen. Oh, well, I feel honored. I'm, I mean, amongst your notes, so thank you. I'll bring all the cute boys over to you. How's that? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, probably, they probably don't have the right equipment for you, but, you know, you'll have fun talking to them well. anyway. <laughs> Hey, I'm comfortable enough with uh, with who I am. I could say, you know, good looking or not. To tie everything together, I, I finally uh, took my girlfriend to a Guns N' Roses show. Uh, this was down in San Antonio, uh, Austin, Texas, rather, for Austin City Limits. And she goes, who's the, uh, the, the hot one? And like when they're on stage, like the blonde, I was like, "Yeah, that's Duff. He's pretty. Good. He's pretty good looking." <laughs> I know Duff doesn't seem to change much ever, does he? He's gotten you know? better looking with age, if I could say so. I think. I mean, a lot. I think of... he like works out all the time too. You know. But even in his face, like he's just. I, I know. I guess because he was on a lot of drugs when he was younger and drinking, he was just his face looks looks. He looks healthier is now than he did in his twenties. So good for him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he got kind of messed up on alcohol, like, in the early days or whatever, but he's really uh, upped his game, you know? Yeah. He's got the body of, like, a 20-year-old, you know? Well, like I said, it, it attracted my girlfriend, so... Uh, yeah, that's a story for another time. <laughs> she'd have she'd have to get by his hot wife. I, that, that's actually what I said to her. I was like, "You see him? You should see his wife. They are uh, they are a perfect pair. Beautiful." Yeah, beautiful when he people. introduced me to her, he's like, "Yeah, she's a swimsuit designer," and I was like, "Yeah, I can tell." <laughs> designer model, jeez. Yeah. But obviously, before we go, we got to speak to to Lee because Lee got so much talking time with with Jimmy Webb, and we gave her a whole segment. But obviously, you know, she's here. She's not here just to be a, a trophy co-host. So what's going on, Lee? What's what's new with Lee Williams' art? And and uh, I guess the second question I can ask you is, have you already started drawing for the book? And, like, who are you going to for inspiration as far as how to draw these rock stars? Um, well, I like that term, trophy co-host. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bank that one. I really like that, actually. <laughs> okay. That's really cool. Um, Make t-shirts. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. <laughs> Clever. Um, Thanks. From from my point of view, growing up, I mean, this is going and this links in nicely to our last discussion about fan art, etc. One of my strengths back when I was, uh, you know, that that youngster, I did a lot of fashion illustration, a lot of fashion drawings, and it was one of the things that I was very strong at during, you know, all, all that time ago. So it's something I'm not unfamiliar with. But right now, as an influence, I probably draw experience a little bit from, as I said earlier, about that person that kind of lives in everybody's heads about that perfect rock star they want to be. So I don't want to try and make the character to appear too real and too referenced to anything or anybody that may be living or passed on, but they, there will be an element of that super fan that lives in everybody. There'll be an element of that beautiful looking girl, um, but also current people that kind of inspire me, like Billie Eilish. Okay. She's, you know, she is a phenomenal, a phenomenal young lady, and I really. I really like what she stands for. Very, 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 very strong um, 
personality. So it could be a mixture you. of things that, that, that you know that it that it comes into. Okay, I agree with you. With I, I think she's I, yeah, she doesn't play rock music, but you know, what do you think, Vicky? For someone who's not in rock, like who do you look at today? You know, that is like a rock, the next rock star. Because she, I feel like she carries herself like a rock star. She doesn't well, seem to try. You know, too hard. for a girl, I kind of see like Arrow from Starcrawler because she's okay. got a really unique vibe. You know. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but Billy's very cool too. You know. I think the term rock star now isn't what it used to be. Um. You, you, everybody says that Billie Eilish is this up-and-coming rock star, and I, I completely agree that she is. And I, the term rock star, when I summon up the, the word rock star to me, is somebody, I think of Duff McKagan above even Slash or Axel. I, I don't know why that is, whether it's the shaggy hair and the guitar. I can't quite, I can't quite understand why, but we've changed. Generations have changed that now. We, we don't live in the 80s anymore. Women are coming through women are writing their own things women are incredibly creative women are now getting recognized for it and it needs to be celebrated it's so incredibly hard as a female to break into most businesses not necessarily the music or the arts into any business vicky's had that experience i've had that experience it's incredibly hard so this project I really think as much fun as it's going to be, it's going to be, yeah, do you know what? This is a thing. We're going to do this and read it or don't read it, but you're going to want to read it because it's just going to be loads of fun. I can't, I can't wait, honestly, with the, again, the, the experience that both of you bring to it and the creativity, you know, that you're attacking it from. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting read. So we're going to have you both on again when the, when the book comes out. So, uh, thank you both again awesome. so much for your time. No problem. All uh, the fun at the fair. What was that? What'd you say? All the fun at the fair? All the fun at the fair. It's a saying that sometimes is <laughs> said in the UK. I, you know, you might get used to this random sayings that come out from the UK that you, you know, maybe the American audience don't quite get. <laughs> I think I did that with a listener who I had on. Maybe I think his name was David from the UK. And we were going over sayings that... I'm just not familiar with because we have such an international audience and I, I appreciate them listening to my, you know, New York Junis and then whatever I have, you know, come across and maybe say things not everybody gets. Uh, so I'm going to use Okay. All right. Any any uh, other sayings maybe you want to leave us with, Lee, that uh, we should all pick up? There's so many. What I mean, things. The, that, the danger yeah. stranger thing was pretty good. Stranger danger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In UK. It's very common if you have friends and family that come to visit you regularly or neighbours, they'll come to the back door, okay? So if anybody knocks on my front door immediately, the dog goes mental, everybody's like, oh, stranger danger, it could be anybody. <laughs> if you're on the phone or if I'm on the phone to anybody, I'll always say, okay, if I get murdered, the front door's gone, it could be anybody. And it's just a bit of a, it's a, bit of a thing, okay. you know, stranger danger. <laughs> So sure. yeah, you never know. I, that's probably something I learned in, um, like, in elementary school when you're you're learning not to talk to strangers. You know, when yeah. you know if somebody tries to lure that you into their van with a, a lollipop, you gotta yell "Stranger danger!" and find out another adult. This took a dark turn. Yeah. Anyway, mm, yeah, that's actually good. I never <laughs> had that as a kid in Indiana, but 
Okay. Well, keep away from those strangers, Vicky. We need you to finish yeah, the yeah. book. I try, at least on the phone. If I don't know the number, I don't pick it up. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, you got my number. And again, uh, thank you, ladies. And we're going to do this again. Uh, and I can't wait for the book and Dark Spark uh, music, a lot of great upcoming uh, bands. And check out Lee Williams Art. Uh, Lee Williams, which is uh, sold at the uh, the Jimmy Webb store, I Need More, right here in New York City. And you know how many people want to work with Jimmy Webb, but Lee has that opportunity to do so. And obviously working with Vicki Hamilton. So you must be kind of, now that I think about it, Lee, you must be kind of beside yourself working with all these people now. Yeah, when you when you have conversation with people that say, oh, what are you doing this week, who are you speaking to, and you say this back to yourself, you're like... You do have to pinch yourself and you do have to look and think, well, how did this happen? How did I get here? What path brought me here? But, you know, it it is what it is. And it's a very, very tight-knit community. The rock world is so incredibly tight-knit. And everybody, you know, when you meet the good ones, you hang on to them and it's just an, it's an amazing community. I've met so many people. I've got so many friends. And Vicky, when I first met Vicky, and this is probably going back, what, four years ago now, when she flew over to the UK with a book. I remember reading a book, and the, the first thing I ever thought about Vicky was just how stunningly beautiful she actually is as a person. She is she is beautiful-looking woman. And I'm not Aww, saying that because I know you. you are. Aww. And she, she read parts of the book, and there was little things that stuck in my mind that – you resonate with as a human being. So she talked about Prince um, on a podium when there was roller skating and she spoke about other things that I thought, I, I get that. I've been there. I've been that person. And when, when you look at your own tapestry of life and you can see little bits of that weaving from your life sort of intertwining with somebody else, you think, well, do you know what? We're all very similar. We're all living very similar life you know we we meet people for reasons people come into your life to enrich them and i i am genuinely grateful for everybody that i've met on this journey and whether i've known them for a short time a long time or working with them on projects it's such an amazing thing to be able to say and i'm so i just i can't even now i I think you know i'm just a normal person with a normal life doing a job that I love and that's the difference when you do a job you genuinely love it it comes to you in spades all these opportunities and people it's just it's like a big it's like a big witch's pot of just amazingness and you have to keep adding all the ingredients this is sounding a little bit odd now but you do you keep adding to it and all these experiences just keep making up this massive recipe and that's just how it works it's just it's just it's just it just is but anybody you need to read Vicky's book from a creative perspective before you look at it as a fan perspective. And that's what I got from the book before the Aww, fan side. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> so, Last time I was in England, she came down to the Camden Market and we went shopping. I feel like I've known her forever. She's such a sweetheart. That's great. That's great. Yes. Green shoes. Green yeah. shoes. Forever be united. Come on as we speak. I love my green shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as human yeah. beings, we all we all need people around us that you can that can be honest with us and can guide us. And you know, I'm 
Vicky's just an amazing person. And and I said that about Jimmy as well. And it's, people can probably say, well, it's very easy for you to say that. But no, it, it, it genuinely is. When you, when you take away all the things that people may have done in their lives, either good or bad, big stuff, small stuff, whatever, you know, we're all just trying to get somewhere. And it's better to do it with people that get you and understand that journey and understand why you're doing it just makes the, the journey just far more pleasant. Agreed. That's why we got along so uh, so well, Lee, during the the Phantom Session segment, and then when you co-hosted with with Jimmy, and then and then now we have the same kind of uh, outlook. And yeah. I'm lucky I get to do what I do as as well. And you know, I'm sure Vicky would attest to the same. We we've all had our kind of roller coaster moments with as good and as bad, but overall, I think all of us have been pretty lucky as, as far as what we do for for a living. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you both are, and uh, since I had that accidental soundbite earlier, I'm going to play these on purpose, and I haven't played it in a while. Uh, so first, Lee, don't forget, you are always going to be... You're a bad apple. And the same thing for you, Vicky. You are a bad apple. That's what I call my, my listeners, my friends of the show. So you guys are bad apples. Okay. <laughs> I don't know she, how you arrive at that, but okay. <laughs> she's like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> I'm going to go along with that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weird, weird guy, uh, Vicky, if you couldn't tell. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much, both uh, both of you, for your, your time, and we'll do this again soon. Okay, That's sounds it. good. Have a great day. So fun that to know that Vicky Hamilton, and I think it was episode 11, was it probably our our first maybe not not our first big guest because we had Charlie Benanti on uh, episode ten from Anthrax, which was pretty good. But regardless, episode eleven to where we are now and everything that's happened, we've accomplished in between is just so cool. And and Lee, it's not just talking to to Vicky and and people that related to the GNR world that that's cool, but it's meeting people like you. You know, you're from the UK, you're getting involved in this podcast, so it's been special to. To talk to fans like you, and while I got you, and we can do this in real time as we're recording this this episode, is if you follow us on social media, facebook.com slash the AFD show, or on Twitter, at the AFD show, or even on Instagram, uh, Appetite for, Dis- I almost said Dysfunction, the name of her book, Appetite okay. for Dis- I know. <laughs> Distortion. Uh, I'm always putting out questions, and they, they get really well received to by, by the people you know following on on social media you know kind of comparisons lists obviously everything is going to be gene are related so i just put out there make your illusion I mean, this is not maybe that original of a question but it's fun to see people's answers it's not just the fact that we're combining user illusion one and two into 15 tracks because that's how it evens out but let's mm-hmm. create the flow of it because that was so big with axel talking about the flow of the record so, uh, Lee, I- I'll give you mine, and I know you wanted to share. You- do you have one as well, or you just had a comment on mine you were telling me? There's, yeah, I mean, I, it's really hard. It, it's like when you ask that question, which is your favorite song, it's like asking what is your favorite child. Right. I just responded to somebody saying like like that. I'm like, it's pick- picking a kid. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You well, you, maybe you can. I don't know, but yeah, there was um, there was one of your. This is quite controversial, actually, because I know you've got Civil War in there. All right, so yeah, let's. So you want to talk about Civil War? So here's here's mine again. The the flow is important, and it, it, this wasn't easy. 
You know, there are songs I had. I'm like, oh shit, I got to take this out and put this one in. Can I do that? So I want to kick. Yeah. I want to kick it off with Garden of Eden. I just think the way that starts is just right. A right, a punch in the face. And lyrically, I think it's just like, welcome to a Guns N' Roses record, man. And then, yeah, uh, that right, is, yeah, that is like the morning mouthwash. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to keep the, the the pace going. So, right next door to hell, which was track one off user user illusion one, but I want it track two on my make your illusion. Uh, then get in the ring. Breakdown, yes. coma, don't cry. The original, not the alt lyrics. I a lot of you love that. I put that question out there also on social media. Which version do you prefer? And I can't believe uh, how many prefer the alt set list. So, uh, but for uh, excuse me, alt lyrics. But I want the original. Uh, the Garden, pretty tied up. Civil War, November Rain, Perfect Crime, You Could Be Mine. Bad Obsession, a double talk and jive, and ending the record with Estranged. So we can maybe do a whole other episode maybe about this and why we put songs in certain places, but you were, you were t- telling me about Civil War, so I want to know your feelings uh, about that, about that, I guess, that placement or that song choice. Yeah, I don't know why. It's one I do regularly skip, and I don't know why, because it mm. is a banging tune, but for some reason... I do skip that, and I can't actually figure out why. I don't know if it's because it's the first track on the second album, but I find that a difficult one to – it's bizarre. I don't know why. Lyrically, but I, uh, it can be the length because they have a lot of long songs, but is it is it the, the lyrics? Is it this, maybe the way the build-up? Anything maybe you can pinpoint because you know it doesn't have to be anything really. It can just be a gut thing. I think I think it's a a gut thing. Um, your structure to me is like a wave. It kind of reminds me of a wave. So like you say, you go in really high and then you come down, and they go you go up again, and then you've got civil war sort of hanging around in the middle. I'm just wondering maybe if it would be better placed at the beginning again. I don't know. It's really weird. But I really like, and this is mega controversial, and people are going, oh, that's rubbish. You're just talking. No, but I really like my world. <laughs> I really like it. I really like it, mm. and I wish it was longer. And I don't know why I really like it. I just think it's a bit grimy. Okay. And it's a bit dirty, well, and I love it. I will give uh, credit to, as I bring up my, my Facebook, the comment to – uh, what did he say? Uh, Richard Allison on our Facebook said 15 tracks, all of them, my world. So <laughs> I guess Richard is uh, thinking the same way that you do. And uh, another comment I want to read is from uh, Sir Kev from Ireland. He said, all of my choices are perfect, except he would add dust and bones. He's a big Izzy well, guy. Yeah, yeah, that's um, I think I took that out. Because I wanted, I, I needed pretty tied up. I needed that that uh, that in there. Uh, a couple other comments uh, I think is pretty fun. Uh, this is from Tony Coleman said, "Don't make cuts, just blast them all." I like both albums. Use your illusion two, just over one. And I mean, of course, I love both records too. But this is just a a fun exercise, as they say. And last yeah. one, this is from uh, Dave Metcalf. He says, "Nope, he just doesn't want to do it. Uh, too hard to call any songs." Or cut, maybe misspelled. Mis, uh, misspelled. Uh, and how can Locomotive and Dead Horse not be on the list? 
And I re- replied to him just like just what you said. It's like picking children. I love Locomotive. I love Dead Horse, but I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'd be here for like, what do I take out? I don't know what to take out. You know. I don't think you could. I mean, I know here in the UK there was a best of album that came out. Um, I can't quite remember what it was called. It was a, has a silver cover. And even that, I think the, there was maybe 10, 12 tracks on it. Even that didn't seem enough. It seemed like you always needed more. But now with technology, things like Spotify, you can have it all. And I, when I'm working, I do have the entire catalogue just on loop. Mm. On some days, I mean, I'll have some days where it's Queen. I'll have some days where it could be Metallica, Elton John. Um, sure. It, it, it varies, but if I'm going to listen to Guns, then I will listen to absolutely everything from the live right through to Spaghetti Incident, which I think is an absolutely banging album. Absolutely love it, and it's one of my favourites. But that's the whole point. As, as an artist... You can't expect everybody to love everything you do, either in the chronological order that's issued or indeed just as, as in general. It would be very arrogant to assume that your fans loved everything. We're not meant to love everything, are we? Because then you wouldn't have that desire to get more. And if everything was always the same, they're just always going to deliver the same. So I, I do like the fact that you would put Civil War in where maybe I would put something else. But And that's yeah. what makes it a great you know what makes it a great community as well that we can have this conversation so as a, as a as a fan it's great that we can have that structured conversation and say well in my world you know pun intended that i would put this in and you know you you would put that in but spotify lets you do that anyway it would be it would be good to see yours on spotify maybe you should do that you know it's it, again it's a lot of fun it's just a, a fun exercise i know many Websites and, and personalities have put it out there. Uh, this kind of, you know, make your own list, choose your illusions, so to speak. Um, yeah. But it's been, it's great because it's it's in now within this. I don't want to talk in the third person, but it's in this kind of appetite for distortion community where there's just a lot of smart brains out there that follow us on social media and to generate the conversation with. This this group that we have that we're building along this this podcast night train, so it's fun. No, it's fun, and you know, just real quick. I mean, you know, I, I live and let die, and it's just like those so certain songs that I just they're a co- either a cover or I've heard them so much on the radio that could those could be my reasons for not wanting them on there. But again, it's you know, I'm happy with what we got now. Just now, now instead of just making uh, wish lists from old songs. Let's try to get some new songs to play with, right? Right, Lisa. Oh, so, we so we'll see. What yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you, I think we all want the new stuff, but then there's part of us are like, no, because we don't want to shatter that illusion of what they left us with for so long. Um, I wouldn't want to be disappointed, and I don't expect them to produce anything disappointing. But, yeah, it, it's a strange one. You, you do read quite a lot of for having new music, against having new music. Um, it's very exciting to think that there is new music. I don't know if there is. I've absolutely no idea. But well, we know that there are, there are new old songs. 
things that, you know, Chinese leftovers. The Axel has more than what was on the Chinese Democracy album. So Chinese Democracy could have been a user illusion type. It could have been, you know, two albums worth or even more. I think it was rumored to be even three albums worth. And maybe we could have been playing this game with Choose Your Democracy, where you're, you're whittling it down to one record. So it's uh, yeah. it's it's interesting. Again, we we want more songs. We'll see what it is. And I put that question also out on social media. And it was a nice mix. It was like, yeah, we want new music. No, I'm happy with what we got. I'm happy that Axel and Slash are together. I'm happy they're touring. So it wasn't as negative as I thought it may have been because uh, people love new music but uh, and, and, yeah. and want it from this band. But you know, again, it's just a fun thing to discuss, and I'm just glad that they're they're active after so many years of either being dormant, you know, Axel not touring much or canceled shows or being late. That this seems to be, you know, it, it's still moving. The ball is still going down the hill, and uh, it's exactly no and no yeah. end in sight. It seems, you know, we'll, we'll see. And I was curious to see, and I appreciate uh, Vicky's. You know, honest answers, and even if it was the honest answer of, oh, I know why they haven't taken part of it, um, and I don't want to, you know, it's personal information between her and her friends, but I appreciate her insight, and I was curious to see if she would say, I would like to see them tour with new music or something like that. I was seeing if she was going to go that route, but uh, I, I she, you could tell that she was keeping, uh, and understandably so, a safe distance, yeah. you know, because she's friends with obviously at least Slash and people in the band, and you know she doesn't need to be stepping on any toes. She's a professional, so we'll leave that up to the fans, us, us to discuss, right? Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of Vicky, and I wouldn't do that, but sure. from a creative perspective, if that was me, if if I could see just a little hint of that acorn that original acorn that grew into that massive oak together, even just once. It's something that I would only ever want to see once. But then again, everybody's different. I mean, I think the music community needs their input again. I do think there is a danger of traditional or classic rock sort of dying out a little bit. Obviously now the, the news a couple of days ago with Ozzy not touring, cancelling dates, um, we we are reminded that these guys are, you know, we are growing old with them. We're getting old. They're getting old. It's, it is part of life. So I would love to hear and see new music. It would be phenomenal. It would blow my mind to see that original five. But some things I believe maybe should be left in the past. I don't know whether them getting back together as a five would disappoint. Maybe that magic needs to be remained. I mean, here in in the UK, um, we've had boy bands that have split up and reformed, and it was the best thing since sliced bread. It really was something to witness and to behold, to go into a stadium and, and see that reformed band is a moment like no other. And I remember being in London for the for the first night of the, the last tour in 2017. I'll, I'll take that feeling to my grave. I'll take that to my grave. What I felt, what I saw, this, I will take that to my grave. 
And you know what? If I never saw that again, I'd be happy because I didn't actually think I'd ever get to see that. And it, it's it's great. It, it's great that they're still going. I mean, there's some mornings I can't, I don't know if, how did they do it? I mean, there's some mornings, I'm only 40. I know some mornings I'm like, I ain't getting out of bed. How are they doing it? They're mental, but yeah. I can't wait to see what is next. Yeah, me too. You know, as someone who, who did not have a chance to see Axel and Slash on stage together when I was younger, um, you know, first time seeing Axel was O two with with Buckethead that version. First time seeing Slash was with Velvet Revolver, and I kind of just had to make my own concert in my brain. You know, yeah. so I'm happy. I'm happy with what we got. I think they are changing the set list enough to keep me kind of guessing. A little bit, you know. They still have to play the hits. They haven't been they haven't been doing it for years, so they're giving the the, the masses, maybe not us, super crazy Guns N' Roses fans, exactly what we want, which is how do you appease everybody, like we've discussed. But they're giving the yeah, masses no, no, what they want, no, 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 which are the hits, and they're giving them the hits. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm just I'm looking forward to again what we keep discussing of is what's to come. It's 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 cool knowing that there have been talks of new music, and I just put it out there uh, on social media, and I'm surprised about the the a little amount of views that it had because um, uh, Q1043, the, the one of the stations I work for uh, here at iHeart, they do they interview everybody. I mean, this is they are top tier, and their, yeah. their videos on YouTube have sometimes millions of hits. But uh, Duff came here last year to promote tenderness, and I wasn't working for them at the time. Otherwise, obviously, you would see pictures of me and Duff on social media. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I was re-listening to that interview, and I give credit to uh, to Shelley, one of the hosts there, uh, for asking the question. And, and, and Duff, you know, he he went over it uh, because I we were all kind of told because I did have an interview with him scheduled once before it was canceled, and everybody was told not to really talk about GNR. She did ask what happened, what was the catalyst? And his really his only response was it that grown men conversations needed needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and he's like even if it was just that it would have been great. You know, then we had the Coachella yeah. um offer and then it kind of just kept going from there. So they have the grown ass men conversations, you know, you hope uh, and those conversations also happen with Izzy and, and Steven. And maybe while it's not working out the way that we we maybe want it, as long as they're friends. <laughs> it sounds so corny. I just want them to be friends because, you know, uh, life is so short. We, we've talked about it, it all the time. I mean, I was going through and just to keep it all the um, all tied together, I was I was in queue just a few, um, like an hour or so ago. And I'm going through, you know, kind of learning what they have as far as sound bites and stuff, not like the stupid sound bites that I got, but the like the station uh, IDs, like the tags. Sometimes, like I have the beginning of episodes where it's like, "Hey, this is so and so," and you're listening to so and so. So I just heard uh, a Scott Wyland saying, uh, "Hey, this is Scott Wyland," and you're listening to Q one hundred four point three, and it's like, "Oh man," you know. It's just, yeah. So it's like when you think about that kind of stuff, it's like, give us one. Like, you just uh, you know maybe just give not even just give us one. I'm sure yeah. they want it for themselves. I would like to think so, and we'll, it's going to be interesting. I'll end here. It's going to be interesting what happens with that last Kiss show. You know, last maybe air quotes. Who knows what's going to happen with Kiss if they, you know, if they do another final tour or if they 
kind of final do tour, r- the final tour of the final tour on the cruise of the final tour maybe right and they talk you about know? kiss continuing with all new members like this is menudo i i don't know but for the the final show of this current final tour there are rumors of all original members coming up and playing and i think that would be awesome i think again not just for the fans but for them and closure yeah. and we'll, so i think that's going to be a big uh benchmark to see and 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 uh, something to use to to for, for the argument of what, let's get at least for one show five uh, classic GNR members up there and let's just do it for let's do it for world peace do it for world peace yeah yeah <laughs> I think to do it from a, a human point of view you know for your, for your own soul you know we, we've all you know you could look back in the past. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we're not the same people. We're not meant to be the same people. You grow, you develop, and they would have had arguments between themselves that nobody knows about. Things would have been said. And from personal experience, when you do separate from people that you spend a lot of time with, um, you don't recognize them after a while. So I would love to think that in six months, a year's time, if they are going to reunite, even if it's in a room and nobody ever knows, if it makes their souls happy, yeah, it will make you know that from a from a human point of view. I hope they I hope they get out of it emotionally and spiritually, if that that's going to happen because that's all they that's all they'll ever need. I like you that. know they 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 lived an incredibly they, you know they they made history. They didn't realize it at the time, and yeah. a lot of responsibility came with that afterwards. And I think they they deserve to get some release from all of that, you know, in their in their souls, you know. And that's some kind of deep and all that. But I I, I'd you. like to think that they get some closure. I get you, and uh, sure. we're. I mean, we've gotten more than we really thought we were ever going to get. You know, a few years ago, this whole. Another sound clip. Okay, any chance you guys doing a reunion tour with a full lineup in the future? Not a good lifetime. <laughs> so, you never know. You never know. Well, Lee, thank you so much for your, your time. Uh, Lee Williams, L-E-A Williams Art on, on Twitter and Instagram, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I can't wait to have uh, both you and Vicky come back to tell us all about the book. I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be good fun. It'll be good to catch up and... You know, maybe when I get a chance to come over to New York, then I'll come into the studio as well and see you. And we'll do coffee and uh, weird British sayings. That'd be good fun. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much, Lee. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it as usual. So that pretty much does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. One more thing I want to put out there and acknowledge. Many of you have reached out about the uh, Ron Young, Little Caesar interview episode Really appreciate all the positive feedback about that interview. Ron was great. He really was. If you missed it, you get a a real behind-the-scenes look of the audition process for Slash the Snake Pit. So I want to acknowledge this one person who reached out to me on Facebook, facebook.com, slash the AFD show. And please forgive me if I mispronounce your name. (laughs) Uh, Betty, B-E-A-T-Y, 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 Pat. Uh, He's from Greece. And he said, just finished listening to the Ron Young interview. Slash's Snake Pit 1995 never played Guns N' Roses songs. 
thought it was strange that he, Ron Young, failed the audition because he couldn't sing them. Great interview, though. Interesting. So my reply, and I, I put this out there to you as someone who I, I don't know. I wish I knew that when Ron was on. And, you know, I, I could reach out to Ron, I guess, and tell you next episode or next time we interview, somebody from Snake Pit could could tell us why. But my guess, and I said this to Betty, BD, forgive me again uh, for screwing up your name, uh, perhaps Slash in, first intended to play Guns N' Roses songs with Snake Pit. I don't know. That's just a guess because it's not like... Why would Ron make that up, you know? So uh, Betty, BD, <laughs> uh, responded with, could be the truth. He thought maybe it was a legal issue with Axel, or perhaps he couldn't find a better excuse for not hiring Ron Young if something didn't feel right. Just thought it was an interesting choice. Uh, cheers from Greece. So, uh, again, thanks for, for that tidbit. I really do appreciate that. If you know out there um, maybe the, the behind-the-scenes story of that, please just Reach out, social media, facebook.com slash the AFD show, uh, on Twitter at the AFD show, Instagram, appetite for distortion, or you can always comment on the podcast platform that you listen on, whether it's iHeartRadio or Spreaker or SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, alternativenation.net, we're up on there. And thanks to uh, alternativenation.net, they put an article out. About a very interesting fact. I didn't know this. I think Ron had talked about this in interviews prior, but um, it, it never really got out there. I mean, especially based upon your reaction, uh, because they um, Alt Nation transcribed the part of the Ron Young interview where he talked about taking over for Anthony Kiedis around the Uplift Mofo uh, Party Plan uh, era. Yeah, he actually wrote the album until uh, Anthony came back and wrote what would be eventually be the Uplift uh, MoFo Party Plan. So that got some uh, traction thanks to Alt Nation. So anyway, uh, as far as upcoming guests, uh, I will say in the can, so it's already done, Michael Alago. He has a documentary on Netflix um, right now called Who the Fuck Is That Guy? The Fabulous uh, Journey of Michael Alago. And he's coming out with a book based upon the documentary. If you don't know who he is, he is the guy that signed... Metallica. He signed White Zombie. So he he's a New York guy just like myself. So we had a great conversation. So that's on the way. Also coming up, uh Brian Posehn, comedian Brian Posehn, new album, Grandpa Metal. He will be in studio. The best way to keep track of all the people, all the interviews, so you can uh, potentially participate, submit questions, be a co-host, is to follow us on social media. Sound good? So until next time, until the next episode, when will you see it? Well, the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.